going to turn on the microphone and I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to go right into it. I don't have any type of wacky entrance or any type of uh, outro, intro, segue type thing for this yet. This is just going to be me talking to you and hopefully it doesn't sound too terribly bad. Uh, me just talking to you, you know, just singing along to you as everything is fine. This is episode one. My name is Craven. All right, so a little bit about myself, if you don't know anything about me. Uh, I've been in the radio business, FM radio business, internet radio for a little bit of time. With a little station called irockradio.me. But this is episode one uh, for the audience. Uh, this is going to be a uh, podcast that is unfiltered. There's a lot of things I have always wanted to do in my time uh, in FM radio. I did a lot of time on the weekends. Did a lot of fill-in stuff, uh, hosted a very successful morning show uh, in Lewistown, and then went to State College and uh, do afternoon drives. So I've got a good amount of experience. I mean, a lot of my experience, um, to say the least, is uh, FM radio. Like I said, I did a little bit of internet radio, so my time started back in about 2006, 2005 and six. Uh, I started as a promotions tech for 105.7 The X. Uh, under the Citadel Broadcasting umbrella back when they were in uh, E-Town, and then they moved to Camp Hill. I never worked in the uh, Elizabethtown building. I went to there before uh, to fill out the application, but I never uh, never worked in the E-Town building. Actually, they were moved to Camp Hill. Uh, if you know where 1115 is, uh, used to be Harrisburg Dairies, I believe, was the building before that, or that's what it was. Uh, it was built. It was dormant for a long time. I mean, the building really wasn't uh, occupied a whole lot. And uh, I guess Citadel came in and fixed it up, and they did an amazing job. And I was one of the first hires. I was the first hire <laughs> in that building as a promotions tech. So uh, interviewed with uh, two lovely ladies, Candice, uh, Candace Kirby and uh, Val Stewart. Uh, they were the uh, promotions directors at the time. And I uh, talked to Mo Rock. Uh, Mo was able to get me in there, and like I said, talk to those two ladies, and uh, off I went into my uh, my radio career. So I started in uh, promotions, and I set up tents, did activities, outdoor stuff. Um, you know, a, a few memorable things that come to mind, or at least come to light uh, during my time at One Five Seven The X is certainly. Um, you know my 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 first my first event. You know going to a long number of Hershey Bears games. You know the X was always set up outside uh, every home Hershey Bears game. We were out there doing things, giving away stuff, and sometimes I had a jock, sometimes it didn't. It didn't really matter to me. I was in radio. I've always wanted to be in radio. Uh, this has been an industry I've always wanted to be in. Um, and it's weird. The podcasting stuff is is certainly different. So we'll uh, we'll get into sort of the uh, the life story there. But you know, as I sit back and reflect on myself and everything that I have uh, gone through to get to kind of where I'm at today, talking to you about my past. So uh, I did a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the most memorable times is, of course, number one son Alex Harley. He's or Alex Pagoda. Uh, he'll always tell you the story about how I, uh, I put the Marty up into a tree, which really wasn't in a tree. I mean, he'll, he'll tell you something different. I'll tell you something different. Um, another memory I really have 
uh, is uh, my sit downs with Ken Carson, who was our operations manager at the time. I would go in there every Thursday and I would take my air checks from the weekend. So I would actually do my show on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays. And uh, I would use those air checks. I would actually go in with him every Thursday and uh, sit with him. And we would go over it. And I'll tell you what, he held no punches. <laughs> he was he was very good at being very open and very clear about uh, just, just everything. You know, just about how life was, how radio is and how authentic that uh, radio is is going to be, um, you know, so it's, uh, it was a trying time. It was a process. Uh, so again, I, I, so to get a little ahead of myself, as I always do this stuff, I always get ahead of myself and then I find myself going back <laughs> to, into explaining. So, but this is my creative, I guess this is the, the gift. Is this the gift? I guess this is the gift, uh, that, that, that goes along with it. So, um, a little bit about myself. Like I said, I started as a promotions tech for 1057 The X, Mix 1067, Dummy MHX, and then also Red 102.3 was also in there as well. I'll get to Red in a little bit, but uh, I started as a, as a promo tech and I did everything. I would go to beer distributors with Citadel Broadcasting. I went to golf outings with Mix 106.7. Uh, I went to beer distributors in Harrisburg area with 1057 The X. I've been to Stan's Beverage and Beverage Express in Carlisle so many times <laughs> prior to the Carlisle days, and we'll get to those here in a second. But uh, So I did a number of the times, and I've always wanted to be on the air. Um, number one son was awesome enough. He was awesome enough to give me the opportunity um, for me to go in when he did his shows live to sit there and and watch him and uh, learn from him right there as it was happening. You know, radio used to have live nights. Um, there's not a lot of spots in the country now that are doing anything live when it comes to when it comes to radio anymore, and it's really sad. Um, need a drink. Um, you know, it's really sad. It's really sad that that's sort of the state of radio right now, and the fact that. <clears throat> There's not a whole lot of live anything going on these days. Um, and I shouldn't let the cat out of the bag when it comes to radio. I mean, that's always been a, a, a secret. Um, you know, there is, is the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of it's not live as much as you'd love to believe. Um, but nevertheless, he was doing live radio. I was in there on Fridays and hung out with him for a good chunk of his time. My time at the X is he's still there, but uh, a lot of my time at the X <clears throat> uh, working on my craft, watching him, and then getting my opportunity. So I remember sitting at the York Hardware Bar down in York, and we were doing some sort of event. One of five seven, the X was there for an X night. We used to do these X nights, so they would be. And again, I, I'm hazy on stuff. Uh, it, it's been oh my god, you know, <laughs> fifteen some years ago, but. Uh, we used to do these X nights, and I think there was the drinks were were a dollar five or one five seven or ten fifty seven would get you. I, I I forget exactly the 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 promotion behind whatever it was, but I do remember Ken Carson was going to be there. So Ken Carson was the operations manager, 
and I had never really had an opportunity to talk to Ken one on one. I went to his office a couple times, and it's pretty intimidating uh, for me, you know. And I'm I have no experience. I've got literally no prior training. Uh, I never went to school. Uh, I I was I was an okay student. Uh, in school, I just never really saw the uh, benefit of going to college or, or furthering my career in any way. I just always thought, I hate school. I fucking hate school. I'm just going to get through this thing. <laughs> I'm going to get a job and I'm going to make money because at the end of the day, you know what drives me? You know what drives me even to this day and time and place? The recording of this is 10.36 p.m. on April 2nd of 2020. And what drives me is the same thing that drove me when I was at that age or back in high school at 16, 17, 18. It was having a job and money. You know what I mean? Money. Having yourself fucking cash in hand or cash in your wallet or cash on that card. And, and you had it, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm still that old school guy where it's cash is king. I mean, it still is king. Yeah, even in these times, but, uh, so anyways, uh, go into it <coughs> with, uh, with the assumption, uh, I'm going to talk to Ken. So I, I talked to Ken a couple different times in his office and they were small talks. Hey, how you doing? Kind of introduced myself, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I had an opportunity to sit with him. So we're sitting outside the outback of, uh, York hardware bar and it's hard to paint the scene, but so they're in an old building. It's in downtown York. Uh, there's a couple chairs outside. Everyone's sort of drinking. <clears throat> Not me. Uh, everyone else is sort of drinking. I got to drive this, the vehicle. But uh, so everyone's out drinking and having a good time. And, and we're doing the thing and we're playing our ex music. And it's a great time. Um, so Ken is sitting in one of the patio chairs and the tables that were set up outside. And uh, I had walked up to him and reintroduced myself. I said, hey, it's Craven." Uh, you know, how you doing? Uh, I just want to let you know, I, I've always dreamt since I was a little kid to be on the radio. I mean, it's been my dream, my dream the entire life. Back when I was little, I used to get out of the basement with my brother and we would actually set up a, a radio studio, a television studio in our basement. We had this old, uh, bookshelf type thing. Uh, set up and I would do radio. I would do TV. Uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 I would set this thing up on its side. This shelf would be set on its side and we'd put chairs and I literally used to listen to the radio and I would turn down the DJ. <laughs> and I think the only station we really got in was not YCR. Um, but we would turn down the radio and I would talk and talk and talk and talk. And then I would turn up the radio. You know, that's how I used to do breaks. So I was telling Ken Carson this. And this is back when I was, oh my God, I was probably eight, nine, ten years old. <laughs> so I'm telling him this story. I'm telling my dream and everything else. And, uh, you know, he was he was awesome enough, first of all, to love the name Craven. Uh it is something I've always wanted to use, and I have been lucky enough to be able to use and continue to use to this day uh, with every stop. Every place I've been uh, since that you know, that first time, 
I've been able to use it. You know, it's been it's been the name that I've I've used the entire time. That's the only name I know. I don't know any other names. Um, <clears throat> so I sat there and I waited. I was anticipating his answer. You know, his response back to me. And uh, man, <laughs> it, it was yes. He's like, yeah, okay, no problem. Well, you know what we'll do? He goes, well, I'll have you go in. All right, Tuesdays. All right, come in at one a.m. Tuesday at one a.m. You do an hour. Okay, and do these for like a month. So it was probably October, November. I can't remember. I was so damn excited. So I, I you know, I get home. I'm with my first wife, with uh, Michelle, and I remember going up to the studio that week, and it was a big deal for me because again, I had never been on there. I was I was driving this Zuzu Amigo, 1999 POS car to the studio as. And I was so pumped. I had my headphones. I got you know, got new headphones, and I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and to do it. <laughs> so I did a pre-recorded 1 a.m. shift <laughs> with 105.7 The X, and I got to do it. And what ended up happening is is I would then take those off. And we would sit there on Thursdays with Ken and I would sit there and we would go over these things. So we would, you know, start to finish and we would go through my entire, my entire time there. Right. And I remember how excited I was. I remember waking up Michelle and we, 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 we were in our house in New York and sitting there in the room. It's 1am listening for an hour. (laughs) To me, on 105.7, the X. And uh, I just grew from there. Uh, I was able to, I did anything. You know, one of those things about my job or my career and any job and career is you do anything, you'll eventually run everything. I mean, you'll be that guy. And and I I made damn sure, I made damn sure I was that guy. I mean, I really made sure that, uh, you know, I was the guy. You know, I wanted to do everything. I really did. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to do everything. But thankfully, because of that hunger and drive then, it's helped me out a lot. You know, it helped me out in my past radio career, my current radio career. I mean, it's really helped me out in a tr- in a tremendous way. Um, you know, all this great stuff. So I get my show. I get a shot. We do a couple times. And he's like, you know what? I feel confident. Enough. I feel confident enough in you. So what I'm going to have you do is in 20, 2007, so 2007, we're going to ring in the new year. What we're going to do is I'm going to put you on the air live. Okay, so I I was at 105.7 The X in Camp Hill in 2007. When the ball dropped in, 20, in 2006, it dropped. I watched it on TV on this little three-by-three TV screen that was shoved up in the right corner at the old X Studios. And I remember midnight, right? So midnight, ball drops, everything's going. I look at the, I look at Scott Studio to my right, and the songs are just cranking through. And I remember the 10 spot. I'm like, that's my break right there. So, t- so, 20, so 2007 at 12, 10 in the morning, I cracked the mic for the first time ever 
live, and I was live until about 3, 4 a.m., so I did about four hours live radio, you know, taking requests, talking about things, just me getting comfortable with the mic, and I stunk so bad live. I mean, it's such a difference in recording something and being able to listen to it and go back and go, okay, well, I didn't really like that, I didn't like that. The whole way to actually being able to record it and then have, you know, that uh, that break, you know, be perfect. Um, so I remember how much I stank. And uh, <laughs> so Ken ended up continuing with me, hanging in there with me, did my thing for for a good chunk of time with him and, and went in there every Thursday, did weekend shows, so... I would board up the Philadelphia Eagles games on 105.7 The X, so I was actually in there at, I don't know, 5.30, 6 in the morning. I would get uh, you know, all the, the, the PA stuff done, the, the radio roundtables and the PSAs, make sure they all ran, you know, check tower sites and call the numbers and make sure everything was copacetic, listen to all the Sunday morning programming we had on 105.7 The X, which I listened to so much. It's like... Even now, thinking back to it, it's like memorable. You know, I, I can actually probably recite a good chunk of that kind of stuff now because I just listened to so much of it back then. But, um, so, and then we did the Eagles games. You know, normally Eagles games were starting at noon. There wasn't too many games that were later. And even if they were, they had a guy that would come in Sunday nights. And I, I wish I could remember that guy's name. But there was a guy that would come in Sunday nights. Tingle, Matt Tingle. So he would come in Sunday nights late. I mean, it was like, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I mean, he would be there from, from then till till midnight. And this is all when we had live people. I mean, we're talking about a time prior to the 2008 recession where there was live people in that studio for a good chunk of the time. I mean, there was somebody, there was a person at some point normally live in there. Even on the weekends and everything else, I mean, it was, it was, it was, I'm glad I got to see radio at that time. You know, radio is so much different in 2020, but, I mean, back in 2007, you know, that year, um, you know, going into early 2008, I mean, there, there's some time there a little bit before, you know, really the economy did what it did back in 2008, and, you know, we went into a recession and all that stuff. Um, you know, so back to what I was saying, so I would got the Sunday morning and I would do Sunday afternoons, Right after the Eagles games until about 8 o'clock when uh, Under the Radar would come on. And uh, I got to into that for a little bit, and then I got pushed into Saturdays. Um, and I did hit Saturdays and Sundays for a long time. And then Ken would put me on mix, 1067, Saturday nights. So I would be on mix from 7 to midnight. Um, now, I never really got on Red, 1023, early because um, there was a program director by the name of uh, Will Robinson. And... Uh, I never really got into there because I was a 1057 The X guy. And uh, now, I don't know how true this story is. That's what I was told. The reason I never got <clears throat> an opportunity on Red One and 2.3 uh, back when Will was around was because I was a 1057 The X guy. Okay, so I was one of Ken's guys, and that's how it was. Um, so there was some shuffling. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, Will ended up leaving. And Rich Krieger, who was your APD, your assistant program director, became the PD. And with that, uh, came my opportunity to get on Red 1 2.3 right after 
Hollywood Matt Houston. Now, the guy's name's Matt Himes, but uh, it was Hollywood. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and there was a guy named by the name of Dave Eddy. I, I remember spending... That's 20 minutes. I remember spending my weekends with Dave Eddy. And Dave Eddy, God, man, oh, what a name. And this stuff just brings back so many great memories. Uh, I would be on the X run over there, say hey to Dave, and Dave would get into a story, get into a story, and it's like, oh, I better get back over there. Or Dave would do the same thing to me. I'd be, I'd, I would be sitting over there in the X Studios. He would come out of red, and he would walk over and talk to me, and uh, Dave Eddie's such a great guy. Good God, such a such a great soul. Um, but uh, So what I'm going to do is uh, 20 minutes in, so this is where i got to take a break. All right, So I'm trying to learn this thing. I should have went to about 25. So uh, this is the, the first podcast for the uh, podcast. It's called uh, For the Audience. Uh, it's hosted by me. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to talk some things. This podcast will eventually grow into something more substantial. It's just my first one. I really want to get comfortable with the software I'm using. Uh, everything seems to be going okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut here. All right. Then I'll fade in. And I'll, I'll be back uh, with more. Um, so this was called the lead-offs. So these will be the lead-offs. Normally, um, when I'm not just talking about myself and introducing you to me <laughs> in Podcast One, uh, the next few number of podcasts will be lead-offs. I'll have effects and sounds for that kind of stuff to let you know where we're going uh, with the program. But uh, this is going to end the segment right now. So the lead-offs are going to end. You're listening to For the Audience with Craven, unfiltered opinions and fun right here. Unfiltered opinions and fun. It is Craven here as your host. And uh, as we go through episode one, uh, back a few minutes ago, I was just talking about a little bit about myself and sort of the infancy that is my baby steps in uh, FM radio. And uh, what the podcast is going to do is it's really going to open me up to be really opinionated with you. <laughs> a lot of times on the FM side, uh, you've got to be really careful what you say and what you do and the mannerisms that you. Uh, and how you conduct yourself. Not every OM and PD uh, is going to allow you to have the opportunity, the open fun, really, that you feel like you should have um, to connect with an audience. And I've been fortunate enough in most of my steps to be able to be a little bit edgy and fun and not really be uh, cut off a little bit, you know. But uh, anyways, this is going to be for the audience. Again, this is episode one. So I'm actually pre-recording this on April 2nd of 2020, excuse me, at 10.52 is <laughs> spot two. So this is real, real, raw. Here we go. It's you and I 
you're listening to me and episode one is going to be like this. That's how it's going to be. This is what I'm going to send out to the world, to everyone out there. And hopefully it's something that you're going to like, rate, subscribe, and want to come back for two and three and four. The eventual idea behind this thing is that uh, I'll end up having, you know, either I have a special guest with me, joining me during the podcast. Uh, ideally, I like to have myself, someone else as a as a permanent host. And then have a third person that's more of being able to be a creative editor and a producer. So then I don't have to do all this producing <laughs> that I will have to do, at least for in, in the interim, uh, until all that stuff happens. So uh, I, I thought about launching this podcast first. I have two of them in the, in the, in the barrel. I was going to do Under Funny but Craven. I've been kind of pumping that one for the last few days on uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. But, uh, you know, with recent events going on with the coronavirus and everything else out there, uh, I really felt like this podcast would probably be the better podcast to go ahead and launch this time because I'm able to give you an unfiltered opinion on what the fuck I'm thinking, you know, and actually say that word and not be in trouble for saying it. But, uh, and that's still the FM in me that wants to watch what I say. Like, like careful. Can't say that. You gotta be careful there. But, uh, I just said it. So anyways, uh, getting back to what I was talking about. So, uh, in part one, you know, we're talking about, uh, myself and my baby steps and kind of going through the X and, uh, you know, unfortunately in 2008, you know, we had a recession. So everything sort of, <sighs> there was radio before 2008 and I was lucky enough to be in radio before 2008. Okay. Uh, it was fun. It was exciting. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people in the building all the time. I mean, there was people in the building all the time. So 2008 comes and goes. I had been on the X for a good chunk of time doing live stuff on Sundays. Uh, I did a lot of stuff live Saturdays. I was still doing a little bit of promotions. I had really kind of bowed out of promotions uh, about 2008, probably midway through. I was sort of becoming more of an on-air weekend talent than, than I was doing promotions and and truth be told, I have never really been a fan of of being a promotions person. <laughs> in radio in 2020, I've had to set up my own stuff, and that's okay. That's what you got to do. You got to do. I mean, I'll, I'm adapt or die. I'm a Billy Bean guy. I will adapt or die. It's what he says. I do it. Okay, I will adapt or die. And I love quotes. Okay, I'm a cheesy quote guy, and I don't give a crap what anybody thinks, says any any different. I like motivational quotes. You can send me every single fucking day motivational quotes. Do it to me, okay? Hit me with them. I want to see the most uplifting leadership, attitude, uh, combat. Just give me those motivational quotes every day. Eat them up. I eat them up every day. Eat them up. That's what I'll do. That's what I do. <laughs> Not everyone's that way. I don't post them all on my Facebook page. You'd never know that. Like, look at my Facebook page. They wouldn't even know that, right? But that's how that's how I am. That's, that's, that's what's inside me. It's what drives me here. Okay, back to what I was talking about. So 2008, a lot of cuts come, um, and they come pretty hard. Uh, there's a lot of staff that went from doing things live to, you know, having to uh, pre-record everything and, and pump it in that way. I was lucky enough. Uh, first of all, to be doing board hopping and really running the Eagles games on Sundays. 
I think that move, when Ken put me there uh, back in 2007, 2006, and seven to get me sort of acclimated with all the equipment that I would be using at the time, uh, he really did me a solid. I didn't even know it back then, but when the 2008 happened and they were cutting, um, when they were trying to save money absolutely everywhere, um, it was a good move because I was probably the last live person um, for a while, you know. I would cover. I think Candace was doing live. I think I did some live. I don't even think Saturday nights, I thought they eventually went away from being live. They had a live at one time, but then they went away from, I believe, in 2009, I believe. You know, at this point, I had a son, um, Sage, my boy, and uh, me and Michelle. Kind of okay. Kind of not. I want to talk about personal stuff, but um, yeah, it was a rough time, 2009. Towards the end of the year, it was really rough. Uh, There's a lot of things cut. A lot of folks were cut back, and a lot of hours were cut. And you know, I was working warehousing jobs. You know, I would go and get to to uh, at a job. <sighs> What's the company name? Damn it, I can't remember the company name. It was a warehouse job, but I was on a forklift. You know, and I would go on the weekends, and I would go into a radio on the weekends, and I did that for a long time. Uh, 2010. Uh, you know, again, with the recession and kind of with the cuts and everything else, uh, I was probably one of the last live people that was in there on weekend. And uh, I um, found out some stuff about my ex-wife. This is where, uh, (laughs) this is where the podcast becomes real personal. Um, so I'm just going to sort of seg a little bit of this stuff. Um, found out some things, and uh, I moved out. So I moved in with my aunt in Carlisle in 2010. And uh, I worked at the X for a little bit of time. Uh, Citadel was up for sale, uh, and there was a lot of change going on with... Uh, the eventual merge of Accumulus and then putting some stations in trust. And uh, I eventually got eliminated myself, I want to say, in 2011. And uh, at the time, um, I got with Tammy, and uh, we had a daughter. And uh, Jay, Jay Hunter, um, Spanky, if anybody's listening, remembers, remembers him. He was a promotions director for 1570X for a, a good number of years, and he's, he's since bounced around. But he was upstarting this internet radio station, and he and I, uh, we communicated a little bit through Facebook. Um, apparently, he was a, he was a, a huge fan of mine uh, uh, prior to me knowing that. I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was a huge fan of mine, um, but he had listened to me on the weekends and really enjoyed it, liked what I was doing. So when he was putting together this on air team, uh, he put it together with me and mine. And, uh, I did a good chunk of stuff for irockradio.me. It's still in existence. I really suggest if you're looking for a great 
mixture of classic rock, new rock, active rock, modern rock. It is a fantastic, a phenomenal, I can cuss, right? Fucking phenomenal rock radio station that is constantly streaming music. iRockRadio.me. That is the name of the station. Look it up online. All right. Got to listen to this thing because what this guy does is pour his heart and soul into this thing. And it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible what this guy does. And I have been a good part of this off and on uh, since, uh, I, I want to say it was 2011. Maybe it was 12. He'd be able to tell me. But, um, you know, I, I became a part of that and a big part of that. You know, I would go to rock shows. Uh, with one uh, with uh, with uh, iRockRadio.me, I was interviewing bands. You know, I got to interview Hatebreed uh, down in Baltimore uh, a number of years ago because of the success of uh, iRockRadio.me, and I really was able to. I was a jock, you know. I I wasn't uh, open, allowed to open up to being this long talk breaks, and, and it was really sort of a, you know, the ex sculpted me, okay, it sculpted me into a rock jock, it did, what Jay was able to teach me was more the nuts and bolts beyond what I could be taught at the X because the X was gone, it was going through a sale, and I was no longer there, and so I really, um, you know, when it comes to rock radio, when it comes to radio in general, um, you know, I, I tip my hat to a good chunk of people, Ken Carson and, and Alex and, uh, and Jay. You know, uh, he was another influential member of, of my radio past because, um, you know, he really sculpted me. Again, the nuts and bolts of radio. I had the raw talent and <clears throat> I was <clears throat> as good as I could be on that side because that's all the time I had. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, I got on the iRockRadio.me and uh, did a bunch of stuff with Jay and went to shows and did a lot of stuff with him on the uh, on the internet side. But again, I still had this this itch, this scratch to get into it. And then I got contacted by Phil George, uh, Phil the Thrill at Red One and Two Point Three, and uh, I was able to jump in the radio Carlisle. I had lived, I had been living in Carlisle. And uh, <clears throat> I was able to, you know, get with him and, and still do iRockRadio.me on the side and do a little bit of Red One and 2.3 and do promotions and outdoor activities and events. So I was able to get into that. And through that, I was able to get on the air. Um, and then I got an opportunity to do live radio with uh, WIO, the other side of the building, uh, with uh, Ray Thomas and... Uh, <clears throat> There's such a difference between Red One and Two Point Three and WIOO. There's just such a there's a vast difference because of equipment, you know, personnel, energies, and just the, the different stations. I mean, they're totally two different formats. So uh, one's a active new country with a lean and legends, and one is a classic country station, as the word is. So um, there was a little bit of difference to go from one style to the other. And uh, I got to work with Ray, Ray Thomas, and Ray Thomas is, is another legendary talent that allowed me to be me, allowed me to be this energetic host, 
on Saturdays, and I got to go in there nice and early, and I got to sit there and do a live show on WIOO. And there's a time, I didn't tell you the story, but when I started at the Carlisle Plaza Mall as a maintenance guy, <clears throat> my first job back when I was 16, uh, WIOO was actually the Blue House radio station right across the street from the Carlisle Plaza Mall. And I remember filling in an application uh, in that building. I actually walked over on my break. <laughs> Because I love radio so much, I walked over on my break, and I remember seeing the yellow W-I-O-O radio call letters right out there, lit up every night uh, in their old building before it uh, sadly caught fire. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was able to, to go in there and apply, and I never heard anything back. I remember the old, the old building, you know, there was, a, there was a desk to the left, there was this old sofa inside there and again it was a this bright blue bird blue color on the outside of it but uh, anyways fast forward so they they buy red radio carlisle buys off the trust red one and 2.3 then ends up moving to carlisle and it has done great i mean those guys rick sten and uh cody lee now doing middays and fill the thrill and uh, it's just been an awesome station you know dave shadel the sales manager is a an absolutely amazing guy, and uh, they're really entrenched in that community. And there's a lot of times I I sit and I miss I miss doing that. You know, I do miss being on WIO on Saturdays, doing trading on the radio, and, and and I would have people calling me. You know, I'm a high energy guy, so for me to do, you know, they're 12 o'clock. You know, they've got this block of news. You know, it's almost it's an hour. It's literally it's an information hour. You know, for the first, you know, about 35 minutes, it's nothing but just a bulk of information from national and local and sports and all kinds of sources. Then you get back into you and you got community, you do your obituaries. And, um, you know, that's a little rough to do. You know, obits is a little rough, especially myself, because I'm a I'm an energy guy. I'm a high energy guy on the air, so... Me doing obituaries was kind of, you know, not the uh, not the easiest thing to do uh, personally, but I did them, and the courtesy of Ray Thomas and his his coaching through how to do that kind of stuff, and then I got to do Tradio on the radio, which is this uh, God, oh, I miss doing Tradio on the radio, taking phone calls, listening to people selling all kinds of things, swapping things, and selling eggs and ellipticals and bikes and cars and mobile homes and. They, you know, then if you needed something, you could get on there and say, I need a fan or I need tires or I need a home or rent, rent a home. And uh, it was such a fun time. I mean, I have a lot of Facebook Live videos archived on my page, on my uh, Craven, my, uh, my Craven Curtis uh, Facebook page with, with me doing Tradio. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I would crack that thing and do that thing live. And God, I had so much fun. You know, and then I uh, had the morning sunshine team behind me. So Joe Ricky and John Christopher got to become great friends with those guys. Great friends with those guys. And then from there, I, I leapt into my first full-time job at uh, 105.5 at Chicks. Doing morning drive. Uh, craving at dawn, 6 to 10 on Chicks 105.5. Um, I got to do morning there for almost about two years. And... Uh, I really, again, here we go with another guy in radio, and that's uh, Scott Richards. Uh, really, I got to, I mean, he's just, without him, um, 
I don't know if I'd still be. I don't know if I'd be in radio full time. You know, he took a chance on me. I had an extensive resume as far as part time work off the air and on the air, and kind of this hodgepodge of of opportunities. And this was the first really big opportunity I was able to take over a station, an active rock station. Uh, that's the direction they wanted to go in, and that's the direction we drove it into. So I got to redo clocks, uh, radio clocks. I got to redo music. I got to revamp the show. I got to revamp the logo of the station. So there was at one time, um, it's no longer the case, but there was at one time, my handprints were on every single thing on that station. Actually, a lot of the, I know... A normal listener is not going to understand this until I tell them this. But a lot of the sweepers and production you hear in between the music, all that jazz air that says Chicks Rocks, I produced all that. I mean, I was the one, you know, sitting in there hours and hours and editing and producing and putting those things all together to give us, again, an updated, clean, crisp sound and, uh, I did really well there. You know, I mean, <clears throat> Mrs. Hain, you know, she's awesome. Uh, she owns uh, Nittany Media here, there in Lewistown. And John Hain, Michael Hain, you know, Michelle Love. And uh, I got to work with a great group of people there. And uh, there's no, no, there's no uh, animosity on my side. Um, you know, a lot of po- folks I've heard since have a real issue with me, uh, have a real problem with me. Uh, I guess this is how it goes after you leave a building, after you, you leave a company. I, I mean, I'm guessing that's just how it goes. Um, but I don't have any hatred towards any of them. Actually, I, I wish them all the best, and I still continue to want to do that. I mean, I told the listeners to, you know, to not be upset or sad that I was leaving, but really embrace what's about to come because I'm sure the best is yet. And um, I'm not going to comment on how I feel about the best. <laughs> I think there's a, a good a good chunk of people that I'm sure still miss me and miss what it was and the direction we were going in. But, uh, you know, I chose a different one. I came to 105.9 Quick Rock. I went into afternoon drives, became the operations manager uh, for, uh, for a really great company in State College, Pennsylvania. So... That's cool to sort of the, without getting into the nuts and bolts of all that job, you know, that's sort of where I'm at today. So, um, you know, personally, my life is in chaos, (laughs) Uh, separated from my second wife, and she's uh, doing great on her own, and she's in the healthcare field. So, I mean, this coronavirus really kind of scares me a lot with her, you know, working in a nursing home and working with the elderly and they're really susceptible to the COVID nineteen virus, and um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I just I think about it a lot. You know, fortunately, it's just it's sort of the everyone's talking about the coronavirus, so COVID nineteen is, is insane, and uh, it's just crazy. And now we're all locked in, and you know, I got furloughed uh, from from Magna Broadcasting. So I'm sitting right now, not really doing much with my days, um, working on podcasts and working on what I want to do in the future. So uh, this is a great snippet of 
what I'm looking to do with the future uh, with the podcast. So this is certainly not how the podcast is going to end up being uh, at all. <laughs> I will have an intro. I'll have an outro. We'll do different segments and, and we'll get uh, sponsorship. But the first one I thought I would just open up the book to me and uh, and just discuss myself and sort of my baby steps to get you here. And hopefully it's been entertaining enough for you to want to listen to and want to subscribe to and, and you know, you're willing to just excuse episode one <laughs> as what it is. And, uh, you know, we'll pick it up with two and three and four once I, once I have a good bit of everything and <clears throat> we'll be able to sort of uh, plan a path forward uh, from there. We'll do some one, we'll do uh, lead offs. We'll do hot or not topics. Uh, we'll do shower thoughts. We'll do uh, ask the internet you know, we'll dedicate the shows, we'll do wrap-ups. I mean, we'll have a full program for you uh, to be able to enjoy. And like I said, it could be me just hosting by myself. It could be, ideally, I'd like myself and someone else in time. This thing will grow. I'd like to add a third person, you know, to have a nice, well-rounded group of people that are going to be doing this thing with me uh, for a while. So, like I said, it, it's it's going to grow in baby steps, and um, we'll, uh, you know, sort of, We'll go from there. I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff personally that's going on uh, in my life um, that I've got to figure out and solve first, along with doing the podcast. Um, so I'm going to try to continue to work through those things and work out those things. And, you know, in the meantime, be a, a, a good father to my kids, you know, Allison and Autumn and Wade, Cohen, Sage and. Five kids is a crazy amount of kids to have, four of them with Tammy, one with Michelle, and both of those mothers are absolutely amazing mothers. Um, you know, I couldn't have kids with with anybody better. That's truly, that's the truth. Um, they're great moms, both of them in their own right, and they do an incredible job. Both of them do with what they're doing and what they're up against every day. And, um, you know, I try to be as good as a father as I can be. Not every day is, is easy for me. It's not, you know, every day when you're away from your kids, it's tough. It's difficult, especially when you get used to a, a pattern with them. And then, you know, you're, (laughs) you're in a different direction and, uh, you know, all of a sudden your life is, is somewhere different right now. I mean, again, with the and I don't want to keep talking about the coronavirus, but unfortunately, it's sort of the the main stage in in everything we do. You know, from TV to radio to podcast, and it's just um, sort of top of mind for everyone right now. And I think it's going to probably end up being that way for for quite some time because. At least for the month of April, you know, we're all sort of in a lockdown, stay-at-home state until the end of the month. So that's courtesy of our Governor Tom Wolf. So uh, you have a lot of time to self-reflect, especially when you're by yourself. You know, I'm by myself a lot um, in the in the apartment, and you know, it gives me a, a great opportunity, <laughs> great opportunity to sit here and think and. Uh, you know, I uh, I make an active attempt to talk to my kids as much as I can. You know, I was 
texting Allison and Autumn today and Sage for a little bit, just texting them. And I keep in touch with their mom. And, you know, I certainly make it a point to, to go down there as, as, as much as I can. Um, right now it's not a whole lot, but, um, you know, once my lease is up and once I can figure out in life the direction I'm supposed to walk in, we'll uh, get it all figured out from there and make it a little bit more of a, of a steady you know, a steady presence in, in, in life. So it's tough right now to do that just because everything going on. Again, with the uh, with the coronavirus, this, you know, COVID-19, sort of the Rona, the Rona that's out there and everyone's sort of running through the hills. So, but I really appreciate you listening to me. Uh, hopefully, like I said, this, this, this is not going to be how it's always going to be. I promise you that. Um, for the audience, going to be unfiltered opinions and fun. So I'm going to fucking give you my unfiltered opinion. Yes, I dropped the F word uh, <laughs> because I can. I will give you my unfiltered opinion on things and uh, subjects and topics and stuff like that. I'll have guests in here and we'll have a co-host and we'll do two co-hosts and probably in time and everything will get nice and tight with uh, liners and having uh probably a cleaner sound than, than what I got going on at least right now, probably sound <laughs> right not sounding the whole greatest, but uh, we'll talk about my personal life. We'll talk about my professional life. I mean, there's a lot of things that I certainly, um, I understand when to use discretion and uh, I will use that and wave that flag when I need to, uh, when I can unveil things and I can pull back the curtain. I will, um, you know, the best way I think, I've gotten to know a lot of you that are going to be listening to this and maybe you that haven't is the fact of pulling back the curtain, you know, being real with you and uh, walking you through my very real life. So um, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this has been quite the experience. I'm going to do one hour today. Um, and then, uh, like I said, I will work on trying to get the rest of it all put together and I will let you know when episode two comes out but i really appreciate your time i appreciate listening to the podcast and uh, rate subscribe leave a review all that good stuff once we get sponsors make sure you buy the hell out of them and uh, we'll go from there so this has been for the audience unfiltered opinions and fun my name is craven episode one done